0: It's week 17?
1: Right, right? Yes, week 17. Pretty uh, uh, sure. <laughs> I like how you stopped your high-energy uh, intro for figuring uh-huh. out what week this
0: is. Uh-huh. Uh I am your host, John, and with me as always, my co-host. Bartolomeo, Bartolomeo Wombat, Wombat wombatson <laughs> How's it going,
1: Barty? I, I love how ridiculous my name gets. We need to add more names to my name. <laughs>
0: how could we add more names to your real, true, uh, legal name?
1: You know, actually, I wanted to bring that up because, um, like, for, as as the authors of the podcast, I am listed as um, Wombat. It's listed as um, Wombat and John Davis as the authors yes. of this podcast.
0: But actually,
1: Mm -hmm. in Spotify, you can find my real name if you just look at, like, Glowing Weak Point (laughs) as a whole. Glowing Weak Point is Uh, done by my real name. But uh, the author of every
0: podcast is Wombat and John Davis. Interesting. Well, now everyone knows how to go find your real name. Right. Bartolomeo Wombat, Wombatson.
1: I mean, it's fine, though, because it's such a generic name that they could never tie it to a a single real person. So... (laughs) It works out. John, what's your glowing weak point?
0: I just came back from vacation. Where'd you go? Uh, Savannah. How was Savannah? I haven't been there since I was like eight. It was not as hot as I expected, and it was not as rainy as I expected, because I looked at it, and it was like, it's the beginning of July, and I'm going there, or the end of June, and it's also on the coast of Georgia, and it's gonna be hot. Of Georgia, so it's gonna be hot. <laughs> but all I the heat the, chose um, to be
1: in Portland.
0: Yeah. <laughs> then I looked at the uh, forecast and it was like, "Ah, oh, it's gonna rain every fucking day," and and it did rain some, but like, it was fine. Like, and that's that's it was fine, even with the fact that it's Savannah and you walk everywhere. Like, you don't drive, you just walk. <laughs> so, and it was still, it was fine. There was a little bit of rain, came, went. We had uh, the dog with us, and and loot was fine with it.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to say that um, making cities where you don't drive and you walk is actually a better way of making a city than uh, most oh, cities absolutely. in America. So, uh, yeah, good on you, Savannah, of all places. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah we, we walked around, picked up some, some mead and some honey things, because apparently it's a huge honey industry there. Uh, I don't know anything about whether there's actually bees there, but there's like six bee-related shops there. I mean, that there um, has um, to be bees there, then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, That's too many bee mead. shops. <laughs> I, I love mead. Mead is good. Um, mm-hmm hmm Got some some mango mead. I like drinking
1: mead out of a horn like I'm Beowulf. Ah. Uh, I don't have well, a horn, no. and I've never
0: drank mead out of a horn.
1: But I would want to <laughs> if I had one.
0: Yeah. See, I've almost picked up horns a bunch of times because there's some really pretty ones at, a, well, I mean, at the Renaissance Fair, which I go to almost every year. Right. Except for the last two. Um... And... Because pandemic. Because uh, pandemic. But the the problem with a horn is that you can never put down a horn. Like, once you no. filled up a horn with fluids, it's in your hand. You it's have in. to empty that into your stomach. Yeah. And they make stands for it, but the, it's... Let's be real. No. I'm, you're, not you're not standing a horn. Yeah. So... <laughs> No, I I drink my mead just out of a glass, or depending on how bad Donkey Kong sixty four is, straight out of the bottle.
1: <laughs> so, but see that's... Uh, what about you? That's what's great about the horn, real quick. Um, that's what's great about the okay. horn is that whatever you have to, whatever you put in it, you have to drink. So uh, like, it just <laughs> stays in your hand while you're eating, like huge pieces of meat straight off of the bone and you're just
0: like oh, yeah. digging it's, it's, your grubby it's fingers it's into for vegetables. A, um, uh, like a, a a turkey leg yeah yeah you need a turkey leg if you're gonna have a, a horn
1: <laughs> yeah it's great for turkey legs
0: um
1: <laughs> my my glowing weak point is that i got a haircut
0: nice um, i need one of those
1: yeah uh, uh i don't know if you've seen a picture of me recently but you remember hmm. how long my hair was when we met uh, back
0: in yes, January Yes, and then you last didn't year. do a haircut.
1: Yeah. So uh, you can imagine how long my hair got. Yeah. Um, so I have pretty much cut all of it off. Uh, <laughs> I have my sides shaved. So they're like not even an inch of hair. Um but then the center still has fairly long hair that I can like slick back or I could do yeah. like like a a left left swoop or a right swoop or I imagine mm-hmm. I could do a middle part but I haven't even attempted to do a middle part yet because my my hair's natural part is very weird and I have to train it out of doing that. So
0: ah uh, yeah okay
1: but uh, I will never have hair that long again, ever in my life. <laughs> um, it's it's all short
0: all the way for me from now on, baby. Okay. I've thought about growing out my hair before, but my hair curls. Yeah, uh, mine I've, does I've, a weird S curl. I, the longer my hair gets, the more it curls. And I prefer my hair not being all up in my business. And... If my hair grows out, it's all up in all of my business everywhere. So I just I don't I don't do it. Yeah. There's lots of things that I I I kind of wouldn't mind doing with my hair, but every time I think about it, I'm like, ah, that's a lot of effort and it's gonna bother me. Right. Like I wouldn't mind getting like highlights or something. I wouldn't mind doing highlights or something. But then then I'd have to deal with like special shampoo and stuff and yeah, I'm not gonna
1: why would you bother? It's
0: just, yeah, I'm just gonna keep being boring.
1: No, I will. I will probably dye my hair um in the near future. Um, I just need like fifty
0: okay. bucks in order to buy the uh, the dye and the tools to do it. But I've dyed my hair once. I dyed it green.
1: I've dyed mine uh three or four times. Most of those times, I did actually bleach my hair, but I had somebody else do that for me. Um, and Cadence is refusing to bleach my hair. So it's just going to have to be a dark hair dye (laughs) for me. Yep. So it's going to be, it's going to be like a red or a purple. And she's saying not purple. So I guess a red. (laughs) (laughs) Red it is. Yeah. So I'll probably do that in the next week or so. I'll go out and get my uh, hair dye. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Uh, also that, that uh, Monday was my birthday. Yeah, I was. I was just about to ask you. How was your birthday? Um, nothing much happened. I'm actually planning on doing all of my birthday stuff on Friday. I'm gonna go into Austin. Okay. I'm gonna have sushi for lunch. I'm gonna do something else for dinner with a uh, me, mine, and Cadence's friends. Um, and we're gonna okay. go to a place called the Emerald Tavern in Austin,
0: and and play board games. Nice. Yeah technically people could listen to this and come find you now oh sure (laughs) i mean technically
1: but nobody listens to this show most one of our highest density population of listeners is in uh was it belgium i think it's belgium belgium belgium
0: rad well it's you sure it's belgium and not The Netherlands? Because I know people in the Netherlands. I don't know anyone in Belgium. Here,
1: I can actually go to the map and look at it right now. Uh, Because there's a big red dot over in Belgium. It's in Brussels.
0: In Brussels? Okay. Yeah, we have a big red dot
1: of listeners in Brussels. Whoa! Hello to all
0: the uh, Flemish out there. Right. Hello. (laughs) I'm sorry about the Dutch. I love your waffles. <laughs> For your french fries. Your fries are are amazing.
1: Yeah, mo- um, most of our big red dots are in America, but we just have one over in Brussels. So Okay. I don't know what cool. that's about.
0: <laughs> Again, sorry about the Dutch, but Sorry. You know, <laughs> you know them taking you and baking you and uh, killing you and burning you in bread ovens yeah it's not cool wait was that a thing yep yep the dutch burned the flemish in bread onions the dutch did ovens, a holocaust
1: to the flemish
0: <laughs> well not quite there's still flims around when did this happen <laughs> oh long time ago okay long 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 time ago all right uh hey that? Wab- Hey John, why don't we get get through your games that you barely played? Okay, and then maybe one of the other ones. All right,
1: um, Banner of the Maid is a cool little. Um, it's a it's another tactical RPG in the vein of Fire Emblem, uh, Dark Deity, stuff like that. Uh, I didn't put much time into it, mostly because the entire game, like the voice acting, is in Mandarin. Oh, and it was very distracting to me. I don't. Uh, I don't know if this is like bad to say or not. I can't. Th- the game takes place in the French Revolution, so if it was taking, it, it, if it was like speaking in another language, I would expect it to be French. But the fact yeah. that it's the fact that the voices are all in in Mandarin, like it throws me for a loop, like, and hmm. it just dis- it distracts me. Uh, otherwise, okay. the game plays fi- fine. Like. Um, you play as Pauline Bonaparte, who is like the sister of Napoleon Bonaparte. I think in a, a prior episode, I, I said she was a gender swapped Napoleon. She's not. Uh, she's uh, she's his sister, and there's some kind of supernatural thing going on with like women in uh, the French and English armies.
0: Um, uh, so, like Jeanne d'Arc, sort of sort of thing going on.
1: Uh, right, except, uh, I think Jean d'Arc was a more interesting game.
0: Um. I mean, I was referring to the historical character. Oh, honestly, no, I was person, talking but, about yeah. the
1: PSP game Jean d'Arc. Oh,
0: you and literally no one else.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, that kind of a thing. It, it was, it's an interesting game. I just can't play more of it because the, the Mandarin voices distract me too much. Um. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's bad to say. That's how I feel. I, I, can't, I can't change it now that I've said it. Um, one, yep. st- one Step from Eden is a, a cool little game that came out, like I think, last year. Um, I made a tweet about this saying that uh, sometimes you play a game and you know like immediately that you will never be able to understand everything that's happening on screen. Uh, yeah, that was in reference to this game. You, you like it's a fast-paced tactical kind of game, like a, a card battler, tactical, fast-paced kind of thing. And it's just like I, I mm-hmm. don't, I can't tell what spells I have available at any given time because I can't remember which portrait is which. Um, uh, I, I can't tell how far my spell is going to go ever. Um, or or if it's like a single tile spell or if it's one of the ones that breaks a bunch of tiles i don't know what breaking the tiles does for me i'm sure this is a Uh. really cool game for people who can like multitask seven different things at once and i'm just not one of those people
0: no yeah That's, that's a lot
1: yeah, it it was it's way too much for my simple caveman brain to uh to comprehend all at once. <laughs> um, <sighs> and I guess I guess for a game that I put more time into, uh, we'll go with the one that I streamed. I streamed uh, Final Fantasy Twelve on what was it? Sunday? Yesterday? Monday? It was same. Monday. Yeah, no, it was- no, it was Sunday because it was the Fourth of July. Hmm. Um, I streamed Final Fantasy Twelve. Yes, it, you did. It, it's a game that across the PS2 version and the uh, the Zodiac Age on PS4, I've put probably like 250
0: hours into. But we already know everything about Final Fantasy Twelve, so you don't even have to bring it up, really.
1: Well, uh, I mean, so. <laughs> Um, one of the big issues that came up during my stream was the question of whether or not I would be able to multi-class, or not multi-class, because you can do that. You can pick two classes for a character. But my question was whether you could just skip certain classes and, like, use the same class twice for, like, two different characters. And in the original version of the Zodiac Age, back on PS2 for just Japan, you couldn't. Yeah. So when I first played the game, I didn't. But it mm-hmm. turns out that uh, you can in the the Zodiac Age for PS4. You can you can do you can put two people into the same class, which is good for me because I don't like the Foe Breaker class. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Foe Breaker is a useless class. The only thing good you get out of it is the ability to use um, axes and hammers. But even then, axes and hammers are, their big thing is that they have a wide damage cap. Or like a, a large damage cap. High. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a wide range. Like, it could deal very little damage, or it could deal a shit ton of damage. That's the big thing mm-hmm. with axes and hammers. And it's just not worth it for the the lack of abilities that comes with it. So, I'm probably going to skip out on that one and uh, use the same class twice for somebody. Um, Okay. Yeah. Other than that, Final Fantasy XII was just a good game. Um, An issue did crop up while I was streaming it where um, in-engine cutscenes were echoing into the stream. Uh. Ah. Pre-rendered cutscenes were not, and gameplay was not. Only in-engine cutscenes echoed the voice acting which was a problem i did not know how to solve still do not know how to solve probably will never be solved but i'm going probably yeah but i'm going to continue streaming final fantasy 12 because okay really the cutscenes don't matter that much there's barely story to the game
0: okay so what did you play john this week i played destiny 2 and that's it uh and that's it, because I was on vacation.
1: Obligatory bit here where I say, uh, John, this is a video game <laughs> podcast? You're supposed to play more than one game?
0: Hey, at least I played a game this time. The last time I, you, you did that, I don't think I had played any games. No, I don't think you had. I think, I think I, even I, Destiny 2,
1: you were like, I have nothing
0: to say. <laughs> I think I brought up anime, actually, is what I did. You did. I was like, yeah. Which, to be fair, it's a new season, but I don't, I don't know if anything's good yet, so maybe next week we'll talk about anime. Right, I
1: haven't watched a single episode of anime that wasn't Odd Taxi in the past like two weeks, so...
0: <sighs> yeah, I need to go through and watch that. It's so good. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, played Destiny 2, uh, I played it the day before the new week started, because I was on vacation, so I had to rush through everything, and, uh, got, got some new story things to talk about. We finally fought and killed Kuria, the, uh, the Taken Vex mind controlled by Savathun, so that's cool. Uh, it was a pretty simple fight. Did they reveal who the true bad guy was at the end of the fight? No. Okay. No, actually, they they we we went and we defeated them because they were they were presumably the the true enemy, and we're like, yay we did it. Now we've succeeded, and cool. Now it's just and over. Like, now we're done, and then one of them's <laughs> like, yeah, we're we're done with we're done with this little bit of the campaign, but like, Sabathun's still out there, and until she's gone, it's not really over. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> so, got to got to do that eventually. Maybe next year. Um <laughs> next year. Yeah, uh it was it was interesting. It was fun. Got it. I'm two items away, like I'm everything I have is um 1320 except for my gauntlets and my chest armor. And I'm close to not even having to worry about that, because I am about to have another artifact power. So I can start doing Grandmasters next week. Except I probably won't, because uh, starting next week, i.e. today, uh, as of the recording of this, um, it's the Solstice of Heroes. So I get to go grind out three, uh, no, nine sets of armor. Ooh, fun. Three, three, 3 sets of armor for each class. And yeah, I get to be doing it in a uh, in the EAZ which they've reused the last two times. So this will be the third time I'm in the EAZ. And the grinding. Woo. Yep. Grinding, the same thing we did the last two years. It's the whole game. Yeah. Right. But I'll Uh, still do it. Because I need to to earn my shirt so I can have another really soft t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Soft t-shirts are nice. Yeah, they really are. Yeah.
1: I wish I could be wearing a soft t-shirt right now.
0: I wear a soft t-shirt every single day, and I've got enough for two weeks, so I don't have to wear, like, like wash them and immediately put them back on again, so I can stretch it out a little bit further and they don't get watch- washed too often. Mm. But I still need more. I'm so wearing my like gym t-shirt. Two week. Yeah. That's another reason why I need more, is because I go to the gym wearing these shirts, and then I come home and I have to peel them off of me. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not great. No, not great. So, uh, hey, tell me about uh, Wilder Myth, because that probably won't take too long.
1: Okay, uh, Wilder Myth is a game I've talked about before. Um, it's another. The battle system is a tactical RPG, like a lot of the games I've played recently. Um, but the, the gameplay itself is very like, uh, procedural and it's kind of like, it's D&D-esque in a way. Um, one thing that I've learned recently, um, cause I beat another campaign, uh, this, this one lasted five chapters. So I did actually have characters like retiring from the campaign midway through because they yeah. got too old. So I learned how retirement age works. Um, Mm. warriors are actually going to be the first of your characters to retire um, because they get no bonus to retirement age Um, hunters get a plus 10 to retirement age so they'll usually probably like uh, retire after four chapters and then mystics get a plus 20 to retirement age so it's possible to have like an 80 year old mystic running around in your final chapter um, like okay. one of the first characters you had just an old man or woman running around with all of these <laughs> young chipper, chipper people. Uh, okay. Also, apparently you lose like a percentage of health per every 10 years of retire, uh, of like middle age into old age. So like you lose <laughs> like, a, you lose like 0. 0.2 of a health. For every, like, ten years of middle age or something like that.
0: Okay. Which I think is that's one not of too the... too
1: bad. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why warriors retire earlier than the others, because they rely on health
0: more. Yeah. Um, also, they lose a little well, bit of speed it, as they grow older. It, it, it kind of makes sense, though, because, like, when you are like a warrior and you're on the front lines and you're lugging a bunch of heavy stuff all the time and you're always constantly swinging things and working your body hard, your body goes bad a little bit faster. Yeah. Because you're working it to death. Yeah.
1: Like, it makes sense the the numbers they gave. Like, hunters are, like, plus ten years because... Like yeah, they do some fighting on the front lines, but a lot of what they do is just kind of like scouting and stuff. So, it's not as much wear yeah. and tear on the body. And mystics are very much like backline fighters, so it's like like they can they can last a while out in a fight just because like most of what they're doing is mental in nature. Okay. Uh, so, that that's cool. Um I also learned how legacy heroes work. So legacy heroes are heroes that you have um, used in a previous campaign and remembered as a legacy. Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah, like at the end of a campaign, pretty much all of your heroes go into legacy. If a character dies and you build a tomb for them, they go into legacy um -hmm. but if they die and there's nobody to build a tomb for them then they they're just forgotten and at any point you can go into your legacy and forget other uh, and forget heroes as well so like it yeah at the end of my my recent campaign um there was an archer who joined in like the last chapter and i barely did anything with so i beat the campaign and she was technically put into legacy but i was like this character is not important to me in any way so i'll just remove her from the legacy so she's not taking up space yeah but uh a a cool thing that they did is that when a when a recruit becomes available during a campaign you can recruit a random person for like three legacy points which you earn through battles or at the end of a chapter yeah. Or for four legacy points, you can choose one of one of two randomly chosen uh, legacy heroes to bring into your campaign. Neat. S- so yeah. You can bring those back. Right, a- a- and use them in this campaign, and all all of the like traits and stuff that they picked up in their previous one. Like if they're like star touched and they have like the the shooting star missile arm or whatever, they'll still have that. And okay, it if they reach like a new level of legacy hero because there's like multiple levels like the folk hero or stuff like that, um, then they keep the armor that they had. And when, when you Ooh. when you finish a campaign with a person the first time, then um, like they automatically become folk heroes. So okay. whatever whatever armor they get during their first campaign, they get to keep. But then if you take them into another campaign and they level up their, like, legacy ranking, then they'll get to keep the armor yeah. you gave them that time as well.
0: Oh. So
1: that only happened with one of the two people I took into um, my newest campaign. But it was really cool that it did because she, she's just, she's tricked out. She is... Okay. Her name is Molly Drack. She is a warrior. And she has a big fucking axe and she has been, uh, (laughs) she has been graced by the
0: hills, which Can you even use her again, though? Because, like, with, I'm assuming that they still age out.
1: So that's the cool thing about retirement age, is that it only applies to that campaign. Once you recruit somebody into a new campaign, they start at the youngest
0: age. Okay, that's weird.
1: Well, it's because they're they're not... It's not necessarily, like, the same person. It's just, like, the legend of this person.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. So, so right. it's kind like of like how Tell me about Honey Pop. Uh, Honey Pop. Honey Pop is horny. Um,
0: yes. Uh, it's hornier than the first Honey Pop, Double Date is. Which uh, is surprising, considering the first one is not allowed to be played a lot of places
1: yeah uh the, the this uh, double date is probably not allowed to be played anywhere if i'm being honest it <laughs> i i saw a dick um whoa yeah i saw a woman's dick a woman's dick Ooh. a woman's dick that that's 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 one of the things i wanted to talk about with Honey Pop is that it's very horny but it's very respectful of the the women that it's being horny about, and it's very um diverse. So like you have you have black girls and you have Asian girls and you have Polynesian girls and you have white girls and you have all, Yeah. You have all different kinds of like like if you're playing as a woman, then it's implied that they're just kinda some of them are implied to just be gay and some of them are implied to be bi. And if you're playing as a dude, then some of them are uh, by. All of them are by, actually, if you're playing as a dude. Yeah. <laughs> because the whole premise of this one is that not only are they dating you, but the girls are also dating each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the game is a lot harder than the first one. It's, it's so hard. Um, there have been multiple times where I failed a date. <clears throat> what are you I gonna really say?
0: like the top review, which is when I'm horny, it's a ten out of ten. When I'm not, it's an affront to God. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. yeah. I mean, just for for those of you that don't know, it's a it's a match three game dating sim. Yeah,
1: it, it's um, bejeweled with a little bit more laxness than bejeweled has. Except now they've added a shit ton of rules to the date that makes it very Mm -hmm. difficult.
0: Yeah, and when you win, you fuck.
1: Yeah. So. Well, when you um, win the second time with the same pair of girls, then you fuck.
0: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) When you win, you fuck. Yeah. That's Honey Pop.
1: It's great. Game facts, talking about game facts, talking about the facts
0: about games. What are we talking about today, John? We're talking about the adventures of Bio Billy. Bio Billy? Yeah, Bayou Billy. Bayou
1: Billy. Developed by Konami for the NES, the adventures of Bio Billy terrible. is an action game with beat up, rail shooting, and racing segments, also
0: called Mad City in Japan. I hate this. Why Mad City? I don't know. You don't know. It's just what they what they went with. Okay, that's. A... I guess they don't know what a bayou is, right? Probably, but I don't think a
1: bayou is a city. I think it's explicitly N- no. not a city, not a city.
0: Correct. <laughs> but there is there is city in the game, so it could be.
1: Oh, so Billy's just the- from the bayou. It's not taking place at a bayou.
0: The, the first third of the game, at least, takes place in a bayou. So. Okay.
1: Alright. Fair enough. Billy West, the eponymous Bayou Billy, is a survivalist, vigilante, former U.S. soldier akin to Andy Indiana Jones or Crocodile Dundee. In this game, he faces off against the crime boss Godfather Gordon to save his kidnapped girlfriend Annabelle. I don't like Bayou Billy why is he a vigilante why are i don't like vigilantes i don't even like batman uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, i guess i like some vigilantes i like moon knight moon knight's a oh, cool course, vigilante.
0: Mo- 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 moon knight's crazy
1: moon knight's literally insane like <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy He's not crazed! He's he is a danger to himself and others.
0: <laughs> That's because, you know, um, who's the the enemy who can match anybody's fighting style? I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. <sighs> yeah, I am. Um It's not
1: Damn it. Most of the know. game is a double dragon ripoff with standard side scrolling beat em up format, including essentially the same weapons of throwing knife, club, and whip, but also throwing in the Rochambeau instant winner gun. That's like when you play rock, paper, scissors, gun.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's what Rochambeau is. <laughs> oh.
1: I don't know what Rochambeau is. <laughs> Okay, so, throwing knife is the paper, club is the rock, and whip is the scissors.
0: I mean, I'd say knife would be scissors, considering it's sharp. No, that's too
1: obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
0: okay, (laughs) whatever,
1: move on. The other two formats of the game, which only take up four stages altogether out of the nine that exist, are rail shooting. Which can even use the NES Zapper if you selected that option at the beginning of the game. And Racing, where in Rad Racer or Spy Hunter style, you drive your jeep up a road using your machine gun or grenades to take out opposing vehicles in sky or on land. So, so like, a full half of the
0: game is these weird other
1: styles of gameplay? Yeah.
0: I mean the the whole game is just a a mashup of other games that did well. So
1: it's like it's like Battletoads essentially.
0: Kind of. It's it's about as difficult.
1: Okay. So it, it's it's American Battletoads.
0: I mean Battletoads was also kind of American Battletoads. I guess it was British Battletoads, but like British Battletoads is British by you Billy. Uh, this, is, this is this confusing. is American style,
1: American style <laughs> battle toads. He's a vigilante, former U.S. soldier John, and he's a survivalist. And his name's Billy West. I think he's related to Adam West.
0: Ugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's also played a vigilante. Hey! Unlike most American localized games, the American version is both considerably harder as well as less prudish compared to the Japanese one. As Annabelle wears much more revealing clothing and the game is more than twice as hard. So this is this a is reverse Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. The Japanese were Correct. like, no. The Americans can deal with, with difficult gameplay. With this yeah, one.
0: No, like... Correct, in the beat up stages, uh, the enemies move faster, deal twice as much damage, and take twice as many hits to kill. Uh, in the first few levels, there's some optional alligator fights, except not in the American version, where they're all mandatory. Uh-huh. And um, the amount of ammo available in the shooting stages is cut from 150 to 50. Oh, jeez! And there's, and there's less fuel for the car in the driving stages. So, wow. pretty much every chance they could, they made it harder. They said, fuck
1: the Americans. They don't need to see the end of this game.
0: <laughs> uh, and most didn't.
1: Uh, on the other hand, the Japanese version has four times as many endings. Oh, well, there we go. As well as yeah, a special standard. quiz mode. <laughs> the four endings including e- include an ending shitting on you for using power-ups, one that just changes the dialogue to be in the Kansai dialect, and a last one where instead of going to Annabelle at the end, you just leave her. <laughs> you can just ditch your girlfriend after fighting so hard to save her.
0: Yeah, the final level you get to the end, and like you walk forward and, and a door opens and she comes out, and typically you walk up to her and, you know, you kiss and, you know, th- th- it goes to another screen where you talk to each other and say how much you love each other and then you win. Except in this one, you can just turn around and leave <laughs> and and you get some new dialogue at the ending screen where it's like her yelling after you like, you're a jerk! What did I do wrong? Why don't you love me? You're never gonna see me again! <laughs> and then and then you win. It's the worst ending.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't like the ending that shits on you for using power-ups though. I I never like those endings. Uh, mean spirited. Yeah, if you
0: if you if you play the tutorial beforehand, you get some power-ups from the tutorial. And then if you go straight from that into the game, you keep the the power-ups. So if you complete the game still having those power-ups, I think you can uh, get rid of them before you get to the end. Uh, then you you get this ending.
1: Okay. Uh, the so. Adventures of Bayou Billy was also featured in several other mediums, including an Archie comic series which lasted from 1989 to 1990. Long runner right there, <laughs> as well as being featured in the hit 80s TV series Captain and the Game Master. In addition, it was possibly the most accurate representation of a source video game on the show, as it was portrayed as the only video game Kevin couldn't beat. I, I like knew I said, it's every, a very difficult game. Every single game you pick is going to tie into Captain and the Game Master in some way. I know it That's for not a true. fact at this point.
0: That's not true.
1: It's been true since like the third episode of our, our
0: show. <laughs> no. There have been games that I have picked that have not um, tied in. Okay. I don't remember what all games we've talked about at this point for Game GameFAQs. So Neither do I. I probably need to go back and, <laughs> and make a note of that. So, at least so you don't double
1: up in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the initial character designs for the Captain N version of Bayou Billy was done by the Australian Phil Barlow who made, also Phil, F-I-L, Phil. Yep. Who made him a caricature of an artist who is currently in charge of Captain N and who he'd worked with on ALF in the past. The artist flipped things on him, though, and made him a Crocodile Dundee clone, which he knew Phil would hate as an Australian stereotype. Got him! <laughs> These two are just shitting on each other. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's great.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah i love that i love when artists shit on each other through the medium that they work in
0: oh absolutely
1: like uh rap diss tracks i i love rap diss tracks
0: (laughs) i i love rap disc diss tracks i do not like youtube rap diss tracks
1: no um (laughs) i do like i do like that uh sweet home alabama is kind of a diss track also to neil young um that, w- w- when you learn about that, that's fun because, like, Neil Young had a song called Southern Man talking about how Southern men are racist as shit and, and then Leonard Skinnerd made Sweet Home Alabama and in their song they say that, uh, Southern men don't Neil- need Neil Young around anyway. Uh, fuck Neil Young. Yeah. Yeah. Even more fun is that they were just being friendly about it. They, they were Close uh-huh. friends.
0: <laughs> All right, so this week we are doing a light novel review recap. This is our whatever. second uh light novel club episode. Light novel club episode.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, if you go back uh, into our episodes, uh, we. So, like, the last one was called, like, in parentheses, like, Glowing Weak Points Light Novel Club, Episode 1. So this would be uh, GWP's Light Novel Club, Episode 2, The Invincible Shovel.
0: Yeah. The, the club doesn't make sense unless you call it what I originally called it, which was Book Club. It's well, a, but I just called, a called it a Novel po- Light Points Novel book Club. club. It's, a, it's a specific kind of yeah. book. But that doesn't roll off the tongue. No it easily. doesn't but it, it, I, I like it so I, I don't know what to tell you. Speaking of rolling off the tongue let's get started. This was the Invincible Shovel.
1: Okay before we start I have to skip to the afterword real quick because it's important to remember what the author thinks they're doing or at least wants to portray that they're doing. He claims that his inspiration for writing was the Lord of the Rings, for example. Now, the rest of the afterword is lame jokes about making the main character's weapon a shovel because of some idol who keeps digging holes for herself, and how he made the main heroine the creator of a new faith because the best fantasy heroines are people with passionate religious beliefs. And this is all meant to be a spoof of RPGs, I guess. So that being said, our main character is Alan, a 1,011-year-old jewel miner whose best days are all laid out in the prologue in about four pages. Like, seriously, I think I would have rather read a book series about his time, like, fighting the, the minions <laughs> of the d- Devil King or whatever. Like, that sounded fun and exciting. Um, one day, while digging with his shovel, Alan accidentally shot a beam out the tip of his shovel but quickly forgot about it, until another day when he realized he had stopped aging. He was now an immortal miner who could shoot beams out of his shovel. He spent the rest of his long life until the book starts digging into the same mountain, progressing through what he calls layers with a capital L, until eventually reaching the depths of hell and defeating the Demon King all by himself. The book proper starts as he exits the mountain for the first time in 256 years and runs across a young girl being abducted by bandits. He rescues the girl, who turns out to be Leticia, the 15-year-old princess of the kingdom of Rostier. She's on the run from her prime minister, Zellberg, who is actually a demon in disguise who recently murdered her father. Leticia is searching for the Rainbow Orbs seven different colored jewels Alan dug up hundreds of years ago that supposedly grant you a wish when all are together. They're basically Dragon Balls. Uh, yeah, she, it's she, ridiculous. Yeah, it's literally just the Dragon Balls. Um, she has the yellow orb, but the remaining orbs have been stolen and lay in dungeons across the world. Alan agrees to help her search for the orbs if, in the process, she helps him find a successor. She agrees, and the pair set out for the former nation of Riften, where the blue orb awaits. Along the way they meet Catria, a knight in Lethisia's service, as she fights off three other knights. She's been recognized as a traitor for realizing Lethisia's body double in the capital is not Lethisia and going out to search for her, and as such is about to be sentenced to death when Alan rescues her. The trio then find the former Forest of Elves, corrupted by some kind of dark energy. Alan enters in order to scout out how dangerous it is, and finds the last remaining elf, a young-looking girl named Fioriel or Fio. As it turns out, she's a descendant of the former elf village chief, who was a friend of Alan's. Alan was offered the chief's sister as a bribe, bribe, bride.
0: <laughs> Why yes, did I say bride? Either way, <laughs> either way. <laughs>
1: Though he turned her down, and so he presents himself as Fio's uncle. Uncle Alan then defeats the dark beasts threatening the forest, purifies the forest, builds a wall and a moat to guard the forest, and an elven castle complete with anti-dragon measures in the middle of the forest, all to protect his niece. After Lathisia and Katria join up with Alan and Fio, the main trio leaves Fio behind and continue on to Riften. Once at Riften, Alan displays the extent of his strength in essentially single-handedly clearing out the old Riften castle of undead. But as they approach the blue orb, an ethereal girl named Alice appears before them and summons an army of undead soldiers to face the trio. Alan defeats them and Lethicia interrogates Alice about why she was helping Zellberg. After learning that since she's, an un- since she's an undead she can't feel warmth of any kind and Zellberg promised to help her, Alan helps her instead and Alice joins their merry little band. Now hunting for the red orb located somewhere in the desert nation of Desertopia.
0: <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I I can't with this book. I can't. <laughs> Please go on so that I can, I can, I can get to, to my points.
1: The group, the group sneaks into the kingdom with a minor incident before reaching the capital, where Alan witnesses a slave auction. A girl named Julia is being sold, and he feels that she bursts with potential. So he rescues her, and only her, from the slave block, and the five of them escape the city to take her home to her tribe. Julia had been run out of her town for failing to perform a water summoning ritual, and told to sacrifice herself to a dragon in a pyramid as penance. But when asked to perform the ritual for Alan, it works fine. When they reach the town, the residents are suffering from thirst, and Julia gets a dressing down from the village chief before Alan decapitates him. It turns out the chief had been replaced by one of the dragon's minions, and he had interfered with Julia's ritual, causing it to fail. So the five head out to the pyramid to confront the dragon, where Alan easily defeats it with the power of his shovel, since the dragon's claws can't grasp a shovel.
0: So in case you couldn't get from this, this book is just garbage. <laughs> this, this book This book is
1: vile. Like <laughs> I love that word for it. I love the word it's, "vile." It
0: this book reads as though a I can't decide between like a uh, I think like a six-year-old who somehow hit puberty way too soon because the one well I guess there's two things that in particular that you miss now I, I there's there's three things I want to talk about one. I mean, there's a few things I intentionally left out so that we could talk about them. uh, Everyone is horny. Succinctly, every every single thing that happens is horny. the The pictures in the book are just girls either naked with like flashes of light across them, so you can't see them, or might as well be. Like there are two Um, decent pictures in the book. The one where Alan first
1: meets Lethicia, and it's still a shitty picture because it's not it's not portraying what's happening well. But Lethicia is still yeah. fully clothed and modest in that one, and also the 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 picture of Catria is
0: pretty yeah. modest. So in this, I'd hate to say that it's a spoof of it because it's so poorly written. It's not a spoof of shit. Like,
1: he says it's a, it's there supposed is, to be like, like playing on RPG tropes. There's no RPG tropes in it. Like it's not
0: playing yeah, on anything. I I really want to to go back to the beginning. Like if this was written like I could see I've I've read spoofs that were good that that hit the same beats but are actually competently written. And I have to go back to the first thing you mentioned, which is the afterword, which I've got it in front of me. I started writing, quote, I started writing because of the Lord of the Rings. So as you can imagine, I wanted to write classic fantasy. Yeah, classic fantasy that has ice cream shops in it. Yeah, he, he goes in multiple times. Uh, I'm sure it's rather difficult for you, my readers, to really think of this as old school fantasy, but to me, it is. Then I don't know what old school fantasy means anymore,
1: because I I have a definition of it, and it doesn't fit this
0: book. I'd, I'd offer up, like, three timelines for, like, what a classic old school fantasy would be. One, fairy tales. This is nothing like a fairy tale. Nope. At all at all uh there's not anything even reminiscent of fairy tales in this two uh the lord of the rings i guess technically they are on a quest the end (laughs) that's that's it that is it there is nothing else reminiscent at all about the lord of the rings from writing style to uh broad beats and genre nothing uh number three i'd say would be like conan the barbarian sort of hack and slash, sword and board, um, sword and sorcery uh, novels. Those would be like the the third type of of classic fantasy I would bring up. Absolutely nothing like it at all. This is, this book is horrible. (laughs) If, if a five-year-old turned this into their teacher, the horniness notwithstanding, like, if you removed the horniness, Just the writing style alone. Basically cut the book in half. But if you removed the horniness, that you would get an F in this. Like um, even, continuity, even continuity,
1: even um, continuity. It's mentioned when Lethicia and Alan first meet that the yellow orb has been the the kingdom's national treasure for like two thousand years. But then Alan immediately follows it up with like, "Oh yeah, I dug that out like a couple hundred years ago." And so it's yeah. like, so which which is it? It says both as if it's just fact. But those two facts can't follow on each other. They're contradictory in nature.
0: Um And that happens within is, like um, two
1: paragraphs on the same page.
0: Yeah. Uh everyone wants to fuck Alan. Every single person in the the, the book. Everyone yes. wants to fuck Alan. But everyone doesn't say, hey, let's fuck, or hey, let's do this. No, they have to do the really cringy workaround of, of uh, they use innuendos. And and this brings us first to Lethysia again. Also, Every second word she says is shovel. or has Shoveling shoveltastic. Or, Shove-mazing. Yeah. Man, that's so shovely. I hated it. I was, I was just it, it's it's unreadable. One, because you read it and you your brain cells die. And two, <laughs> because even if you had the brain cells, it doesn't make sense. The 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 sentences don't make sense. Nothing about anything that Lethicia says makes sense at all. No. And she just stops making sense halfway through the book and
1: having the characters lampshade that she stopped making sense does not then excuse her continuing to not make sense. You just wrote a character that doesn't make
0: sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then every, everything about her becomes shovel related and the entire book, of course, it's called the invincible shovel. It's going to be shovel related. Uh, Everything in the book relates to the shovel. Uh, all metaphors are sho- shovel metaphors. All similes are shovel similes. Um, any time there's any growth in a character, it's because of a shovel. Or because uh, Alan dug something up inside of them.
1: Yeah, Um. the words dig and bury lose all meaning throughout the course of yes. this book. Uh, he keeps uh, saying, like, oh, the, I can do this because I'm digging it out of X thing. It's, no, that's not how things work. <laughs> uh,
0: Why do you have a shovel two, radar? <laughs> part two of the book. Um, so, right at the beginning. Uh, involves uh, in the first miscommunication. Wherein Alan... Uh, talks about how he'll go get the orbs and is like, "Oh, well, what can I do for you?" and he says, "I'd like a successor." Oh, this now, is still in part for, 1.
1: This is the intermission for, of part 1.
0: No, no, no. You no, know, you're 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 thinking I'm I'm talking about part 1, not chapter 1. Uh, part 2 of chapter 1. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to get to the word you just used in a minute, but uh <laughs> So he says he wants a successor, and Alan is stupid. He's stupid, and somehow the stupidity is part of his power because he he recognizes that some things that his shovel can do shouldn't be allowed, but he uses his own stupidity to not realize that those things shouldn't be allowed, and so he breaks the laws of physics. But that's all to say he's stupid,
1: and, and the he remembers book is his stupid. dad talking.
0: Yeah, and the book is stupid, and the author is stupid, and he should feel bad. I'm sorry. And also, he might should be in jail. You're stupid. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like, I was texting my girlfriend while I was reading this book. I was like, I'm fairly certain the author's a pedophile. Like, Like this... Every single girl is either explicitly a teenager or younger, or looks to be a teenager or younger.
0: Yeah, Cause Fio's uh, like three hundred years old. Cause she's uh, no no it's not Fio it's Alice. Alice is three hundred years old. Cause she's Except an she, undead, but she looks eight. She she died as a child. She died as like an eight year old. Uh, by the way, they sleep together. Um, uh-huh. anyways, uh, so and and Alan remembers that. His dad told him that eventually he needs a, a successor to carry on the business, and so he says to the princess that he he would like a successor in order, you know, for for his service in uh, regaining the orbs. Uh, and she, of course, takes this the way that I'd I'd say most sane people would, which is that you would like to sleep with me, right? Because he never said, um, like, I want your help looking for a successor. He just said, I yeah. want a successor. Yes. And when a man tells a woman he wants a successor... Well, you say woman, I say 15-year-old child yeah, girl. When a, when a, when a man <laughs> asks someone... Or when a person with a penis asks someone with a vagina <laughs> that he wants a successor... Uh, that only means one thing. So, the this is the first uh, misunderstanding, because he's stupid, and he asks for something stupidly. He's she... denser than a neutron star. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> but a shovel can dig it. Um, <laughs> uh, she, she takes it the correct way, and then, uh, proceeds to muddle everything up by... Using, uh, setting forth the standard of using shovel as a euphemism. So, when I say, I'm going to shovel my wife later, that would mean I'm going to have sex with my wife later. Uh, over the course of the, um, book,
1: shoveling... Should we call it a
0: book? (laughs) Uh, of, of the course of this filth, um... (laughs) to not to 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 go back a little bit yes there's horniness everywhere and yes the ages are illegal like absolutely illegal and wrong and horrible and should just go to jail but when i say filth i don't just mean the fact that hey you're a garbage author who wrote garbage um things about sex I mean, you're a garbage art author who couldn't write these things. Because there's no. There's no real writing in this. Like, sure, there's words on here. Nobody put in any quality work at all. There is zero quality to this book. Like, to compare it to The Lord of the Rings, to say you took your
1: inspiration from The Lord of the Rings is a fucking crime against humanity. A book that's all about, like,. The struggles of completing a quest, a book that's all about um, the character development people have to go through in order to to do these like impossible things that they've been that they've tasked themselves to do. Really, like that's what this, the this when you boil down the Lord of the Rings, that's what it's about. This book is about none of that. Like everything happens so easily that it might not as well have been put down on paper like if if the situation Uh, is resolved a page later
0: is solved within two seconds
1: yeah like alan solves everything
0: instantly why should i care i don't care and it's it's not even interesting of like how he's going to solve it this time because it's always nonsense It's always nonsense, and it's always like, even if he comes up with a new thing, you just die more inside because the thing that he came up with makes no gosh darn sense! I gave up at shovel soldiers. (laughs) Yeah, when he just digs into the ground and creates another shoulder that's uh, another soldier that is a shovel that's sentient and can also do most of the same things that Alan can. Right, and then he makes 99 of those yeah instantly he's like all right i'm gonna make six of these to go do this thing you're like "Ah, cool he can make six of these things and then uh one page later he makes 99 of them within the span of a single second and then doesn't even use them in the battle he just holds up his own shovel and then deals with the entire army in front of him
1: right the the book is pointless the there's no point there's no reason to read this book. There's no reason for anything to be happening in this book except to lewdly stare at young girls.
0: yeah and and to go back again, you <laughs> yeah you know, the 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 whole misunderstanding where like shoveling becomes known as you know shoveling is what sex means, except not to Alan. Shoveling only means sex to the girls. And every single time they come up to him and say, uh, would you let me practice shoveling with you? And he takes it to mean something different every single he time. He takes it to mean digging up dirt. Yeah, digging up dirt or shoveling. Oh, in your case, you probably mean it to be sculpting because your great great grandfather was a a master sculptor. So I'll teach you what sculpting is. And then he, which is just
1: nonsense, to,
0: like line of thinking. He, he proceeds to. Do his version of shoveling, and they somehow come because of it. Yeah, they moan in ecstasy. And it... Wombat, what do I do with my book? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Burn it? I, I mean... I, I don't like the uh, I connotations the, that book burning is. I am
1: against the optics of book burning, but I feel like some books should be burnt. Like, <laughs> like this I, isn't going to teach anybody this. anything. Right, this was $14 dollars US. As... Yeah. And what did I get Why out of it?
0: Did I spend money on this? I got
1: I got a whole bunch of lines about how breasts jiggle. Yeah. Like, every line is about how somebody's breasts are jiggling.
0: Oh, and, okay, going back, um, I'd like to mention that. Hold on, hold 55, on. 55 pages into the book, we have an intermission. Why the fuck do you have an intermission in a light novel? And it's 55 pages in. There's three fucking intermissions in this book.
1: Um, I have the uh, the the first description of Queen Alice in front of me. Um, the light blue aura surrounding the orb began to take the shape of a human, a young girl, in fact. Her entire body was transparent, and she had not and she had not an ounce of clothing on her. Her long silver hair made her look like some kind of deity. Slotted into her forehead was a jewel that glowed a creepy black light. Why is she naked? Do you want to know why she's naked, John? Do you want to know why she's fucking naked? I know why she's naked. Because for some reason, the undead can't wear clothes. They just turn invisible. Yep. Why?
0: Why? Because the author wanted Uh, them to turn invisible. Correct. Because the author wanted them to be naked. Because the author's a fucking pedophile. Oh right? no, she's she's three hundred and thirty-six years old, or some bullshit like that. Maybe I don't give a shit. the The only
1: picture of her in the book is her naked with ribbons t- tied around her her naughty bits, while uh, Alice tickles her foot with a shovel.
0: Oh, no response to that. No nothing i i i I have no responses to this entire book like this 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 filth i it's it's just it's just so bad also let's talk because in this in this book so we have Lethicia who's horny for alan and is batshit insane and about a third of the way into the book she she is completely changed the path of her nation when she goes back and becomes queen to being shovel related every single thing about the country will be shovel related uh the prime export and attraction in the nation will be ice cream shops because everything's scooped uh just it will like be a theocratic stew. monarchy yeah. based around a uh, shovel second of all yeah and, and and she she also like a third of the way into the book she's already ruined that and then she starts a religion around the shovel, and it's it, it's just horrible. Everything about it is horrible. Uh, the other character there uh, we have Theo. Theo is uh, super horny for Alan, um, and that's really the only thing about her. Right. Like, tell me, tell me one other thing about Theo. Uh,
1: she fought against the Dark Beasts and she lost.
0: Okay, cool. So she's a failure. Uh, let's see. Uh, she also, oh, she's a spirit warrior, spirit caster, or something like that. Uh, a that spirit doesn't mage. matter at all. Yeah. Spirit mage. It doesn't matter at all. That we never, never comes see her cast a spirit at magic. All. At all. No. Um, Sophia, for all intents and purposes, shouldn't exist. There yeah. is no point for her in this book. Uh, Alice. Alice is in the Undead, who's horny for Alan. And, uh, she doesn't really matter at all, aside from the one time where they fight her, but as any time that alan approaches adversity he instantly beats it oh yeah uh, Re- Julia. hold on real quick real quick i want to bring up that uh by the end of this
1: book by like the third chapter they're just forgetting characters should exist during scenes and not having not writing lines for them anymore uh, oh yeah Like, when they're in the carriage with Julia and Lethicia, like, everything is between Alan, Julia, and Lethicia. Alice has no lines. Katria has no lines. They're implied to be there with them, but they're just not interacting with the scene in any way.
0: Uh, Julia actually has some uh, things that she does. She's a a water summoning mage, whatever. Uh, A water priestess. That's what it is. I mean and her one big thing turns out to be in pointless. the Desert Nation of Desertopia, which <laughs> everything is, is just absolutely stupid as fuck like that. Um and uh but also she's again, just horny for Alan. And then we have the straight man, Katria. And she's she's just the straight man of this, which only works when you have humor. Right.
1: Katria is the only decent character in the book by virtue of not wanting to fuck Alan.
0: Yeah, and also not wanting to. She she's the one that like whenever something shovely happens, uh, Lithysia, uh worships it. Um, Alice gets turned on. Um, I mean, no, Alice Theo, Alice is like forced to play along with it because otherwise yeah, Lethicia right. will torture her.
1: Like that's was yes, that's really fucked up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's there's that where uh, the way that Alice can now uh, as an undead, the way she can feel things again, is by being fucking tortured. Like, yeah, y- there, there's parts where the book describes the screaming coming from Alice in a faraway part of the castle because Lethicia is hard at work on her. Um. Uh, and then like, so that's that's fucked up. The other fucked up thing, as you pointed out, is <laughs> that. Uh, Julia in a slave block and Alan rescues her and no one else.
1: Despite being all. the most powerful person in the world, by his own admission, he could single-handedly end the slave trade right here, and he
0: just saves her. I mean, again, he's been alive for over a thousand years. Uh, during that time, he's gotten to the point where to to show off what happens, uh, in when they go to the forest of elves, uh, he within the span of what is it? Two hours, three minutes? Oh, two hours, two hours. In the span of two hours, he digs a ditch, a a, a moat. He digs and fills it, uh, fills up with water. A moat all the way around the around, forest. All around the forest, builds a wall all around the forest, builds. I think it was ten um, bridges uh, across the moat that also have, like, mechanical scanners and things that'll only allow people in that Theo wants to. Uh, he creates an army of the um, shovel, shovel soldiers. to shovel soldiers to, to guard the forest. He builds a castle that's, what, 900... 900- feet into the air is what something like that and it has anti-dragon countermeasures yeah, so it can it can instantly kill any dragon that shows up um yeah all of that also uh you'd think oh man this giant castle in the middle of things uh, that would fuck up the uh agriculture and everything of this forest nope nope he he especially made it so that light and Wind and rain can go through the fortress to the ground below. I don't get how that works. I don't... I feel like he was like, oh, man, but that would screw up the environment. And literally no one asked if it would. Right. Um, That would not have been a question
1: on my mind at that point. I would have been like, oh, (laughs) this is just fucking stupid. Instead, he had to explain it. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking stupider than I thought. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, he could do all of that instantly. Um, uh, In addition, as we said at the beginning, like the the most interesting part of the book is the uh, prologue, which unfortunately only lasts six pages, page 11 through 16, and it talks about uh, the things Alan does before the events of the book. Uh, such as going down through hell, uh, conquering hell, defeating all of the demons and the demon king by himself, uh, defeating all the dragons, aside from, of course, the few that are on the surface. Um, so yeah, uh, defeats all the demons, all the trolls, all the titans, all the giants, uh, uh, all the dragons, everything. And... He does it all by himself.
1: Right. <clears throat>
0: so why are there other characters in the book? Uh, and again, anytime any adversity shows up, it is immediately solved. And it's not solved in the fun way of like, you know that Goku's going to beat these people, but he's going to let his other people try first because he's a bad friend and he's going to let them suffer before he goes in and solves it, because he's Goku. Or maybe if uh, it's a good no. arc,
1: like, he's dead at the beginning of it, so he can't help them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, no. Not not one of those. Or And it's also not like, oh, this person's strong, so it's gonna beat you first, but then you're gonna turn around and, and you know, with the power of friendship or whatever, you'll beat it. No. Alan single-handedly sol- solves every issue in the page it's introduced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when when the book starts, I was frustrated at the obvious loophole of you need to go around to get the seven orbs so that you can cast a wish, or literally Alan could just go to the capital and it would be solved. Right, he could just walk up to the capital and kill, kill Zellberg and it would be over. No, 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 no. Even better than that alan could walk up to the capitol raise his shovel and all the bad people could die and all the good people would still be fine and also they would all recognize immediately that he had done a good thing and there would be no questions about anything right because this is it's a bad book this is a this is the you and a friend are sitting in the back of your car coming home from school or whatever and you're one person's talking about how uh superman's better and the other person's saying batman's better and your superman friend is like oh but superman will just do this and and the other person says oh but batman will just do this thing that's overpowered to stop it and you go back and forth on like which one's better because like one person's a superman fan and anything anything batman is brought up as can doing superman has an answer for it and vice versa it's that to the extreme. Right. Where it's just... You, you take that to the illogical extreme of just... Anything that comes up, Alan immediately can solve it because he's Alan and he uses shovels.
1: I mean, as we went over before, the dragon at the end of the book loses because his claws can't grasp a shovel.
0: Yes. And, and that's not like... Oh, the dragon tries to grab the shovel from him or something. No. The fact that the dragon is incapable of using shovels is the reason why he lost.
1: Right. Um, here's the uh the description of Julia when she's first introduced in the book. Um Alan looked at the slaves lined up on the platform. One in particular caught his eye. Even that girl is a slave? Unlike the other slaves, the girl in question was wearing clothes made of thin, white fabric and had blue hair so beautiful that it rivaled even Laethesia's. She had a slender nose, and her skin was blindingly white. I missed the slender nose part before. That's so weird. <laughs> a slender nose. Ugh. Um, hanging from her neck was a sign with a price tag, just in case you forgot she was a slave. Um, and then there were her breasts, which were massive. There was even some underboob action going on due to her current attire. That's how it's written in the fucking book. There was yeah. even some underboob action going on.
0: And not just that, that's how it's depicted in the
1: Yeah. And, and later when she's um doing the water summoning ritual in the village, it explicitly says that uh like the water is making her dress see-through so you can just see her nipples. Yes. And even later, in a part that I skipped over in the uh, recap because I didn't think it was important, Julia's hot spring shovel,
0: the epilogue. Oh, yeah. Um, Which she didn't even do anything. Like, what the fuck happened in that? It was.
1: All she had on was a wooden wash tub and a white towel. She had a wooden wash tub on? Yeah, I
0: I read that and was like, uh, how the fuck does that work? Right. Uh, I'd like to point out that it it goes, you, you, it's, it's like three pages. It it is, no, it is actually three pages. Yes. The epilogue, Mm -hmm. Julius Hot Spring Shovel. Um, the, the first page, uh, just kind of wraps up what happened previously. Uh, the second one, uh, introduces the hot tub's existence and she walks in. Uh, the third page is a picture of her, uh, horny as possible, and then the fourth one that actually has the last words are, um, uh, her offering to shovel his back. The
1: end. Uh, I I should have nipped Lethicia's shovel fanaticism in the bud when I had the chance. Alan regrets. Despite explicitly having the option to turn her off from it earlier in the book, and choosing not to because he doesn't want to ruin a young girl's innocence. Fuck Alan, is my point. All she had on was a wooden wash tub and a white towel. The latter was caught on her bountiful breasts, but did little to hide them. Alan could see the trembling spots of pink hidden beneath the white towel. While her most delicate bits were covered, the priestess's current state was nothing if not dangerous. And, and, and as uh, I, I read some of these passages to my, my girlfriend Cadence, right? And she pointed out something that I hadn't caught on to um, much before then. Which is all of the times it mentions like his adamantine self-control. And how it's on the verge of cracking. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? she say? Does that mean that he's about to rape a woman at any given moment? Is that what that means? Because I can't think of what else that could mean. The adamantine self-control. That's the only thing that keeps him from raping a
0: girl, right? I... <laughs> I, I need to to do a mild correction to what you said. Okay. Um you you said fuck Alan. And first of all, don't fuck Alan.
1: No, never
0: fuck Alan. Nobody fuck Alan. Uh, second of all, don't fuck Alan. <laughs> fuck Yasuhachi Tsushisei. Yes. What the fuck? Um it the the last book we read. We're gonna be reading the second one eventually. Don't know. Don't know when. But eventually we'll come back. And we'll keep reading that one because that it, was a it good. Book. It's like two. It, it had its two or three things that were issues, but it was a good book. This we're burning this book. <laughs> we're not reading this book. We're not. We're not gonna read the the second one or the third one in it. I don't give oh, a right, shit what happens right next right in the Invincible there's, Shovel there's, Saga there's two books so far second of all or thirdly uh yasuhachi we're not reading your the C- cute one book we're not reading your um sword and magic online kusoge online beta novels we're not reading anything you have ever done ever And if we ever see someone and they're like hey what's a book we could read What's the suggestion? We're going to say not this. <laughs> not this. Anything but something made by Yasuhachi because you are a trash author who writes trash books that shouldn't even be considered as books.
1: I'm not I'm not even sure it should be considered legal. Like it's this is theft.
0: This is theft of $14. From Wombat and I, and literally anyone else who bought this. And also hours of our time. I mean, fortunately, like, only one hour of mine, but... Well, gosh, it takes me a little I mean, longer this, to read a book. It, it uh, This, honestly, <laughs> it took me longer to read this book than the other one, because this book is so bad! <laughs> it's so
1: bad! Oh... Yeah, like, uh, this is, uh, the level of, like, I say, uh, I, I say the book should be illegal, because I feel like the amount uh to which, like, Laethicia gets explicit, and she's 15, like, that even breaks fucking, like, the age of consent in Japan is 16. Yeah. Um, and she does stuff that would be way beyond the age of consent yes yeah uh, I'm not oh, sure how this is
0: ever explicit I'm not sure but, how this
1: book got printed or why it's allowed to be printed because this is it's it's disgusting yes and it's clearly only pornographic in nature like this isn't a um, a Lolita kind of situation I've where it's like read
0: pornographic books though and they are better written than this yeah yeah. <laughs> The worst pornographic book I've read was ten times better than this. (laughs) Like, this
1: is an affront to the paper it's on. I feel bad for the trees that died to print this book. Yeah. So, did you have any pages you wanted to specifically call out, like, uh, last time? Oh, no. No.
0: Because it's just the whole book? If you heard that thought, it was me throwing my book across the room. <laughs> okay, fuck this book.
1: Um. Oh, f- uh, I, I want to bring up Theo's picture. Um. Theo is the the elf girl that shouldn't bother being in the book. Um, where they just had to white out the nipples because she's entirely naked. Like the, there's not even like the pretense of like her hair over the nipples or no. a towel or anything. Like the picture is just her. Naked. From the front. Uh, Yeah. And she's a a teenager facing. Like, she looks like a teenager. Uh, Let's see. It was a girl. She almost looked like the spirit of the spring. She had a beautiful slender body, and the water came up to around her knees. Water dripped from her shoulder-length blonde hair. The girl was completely nude, which meant that Alan could see everything. When she turned to face him, her breasts jiggled. The girl's body was perfectly mature, despite her young face. The light of the moon reflected off of her beautiful skin. She she looks like the same age as Lathacia, like 15. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but she's an elf, so she's probably older. Except they never explicitly give her age. So she could just be 15.
0: Yeah. She literally could be. Or less. Or less. Hey, so, um, what are you looking forward to next week? <laughs> uh, not reading this book. Um.
1: Uh, what yeah. am I looking forward to next week? Shit, I don't know, man. Life is meaningless. We all die in the end. <laughs> um. Ugh. I look forward to streaming more. I think I'm going to stream tonight, actually. Uh, oh, more yes. Final Fantasy twelve. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to hear some echoing cutscenes, that's there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to also not reading that book. Um.
1: I want to forget this book existed.
0: I mean, obviously, I'm looking forward to Destiny. More grinding, more destiny. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to
1: working out the uh, the hard drive situation in my computer so I can download more <laughs> games. Um, yep, you should uh, do that. Our friend Tim worked it out, and I discovered that I had a hard drive in my computer that I just haven't used. So. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. You do.
1: Yep. It's okay,
0: man. <laughs> I'm only mostly an idiot. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you posted that picture, and I was like, alright, I'm, I'm excusing myself in this conversation. <laughs> Did
1: you immediately see uh, that there was another fucking hard drive? Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, my, I, I, I work with, with hard drives hard drives all the time, and, I, I mean, I've got three in my computer, and use them all equally, so, <sighs> I like how you hung me out to dry there Yeah No I mean can't really Do anything else <laughs> uh, uh, So uh I don't Hey uh Don't forget to rate and subscribe uh, go, Share this with a friend uh, Yeah uh, Go to my hey, website uh, Share this with someone Share this with someone who likes hurricanes, or what is in Florida currently? Because there's there's a hurricane coming. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't like. I thought that was just a tropical storm. Oh, um. Yeah, you're right. It's just a tropical storm currently. Yeah. I I I was just just thinking of things because like I usually try and tie it into something we talked about, but like uh thanks uh share with someone who likes shovels share with someone who's a pedophile share with someone who uh has the reading and writing skills of a second grader i I mean none of those really roll off the tongue share with someone who i don't know i had something and then i lost it Share it with someone you know who lives in Florida Or who acts like a Florida man Either way That means means snorting a bunch of bath salts (laughs) Just don't eat anyone's face Alright thanks everyone for coming Bye